Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, CCs. It is Ashton in the studio solo today. This is my very first solo app of not having someone else to talk to. So it feels very strange. And our podcast manager is sitting in the room with me. So <laughs> I like feel like I'm talking to someone, but I'm not. There's, it's it's quite strange. But um, you know what, though? It's kind of like when I'm hanging out with my dog, I'm just constantly talking to him and getting no response back. So it's kind of like that, I guess. Free therapy session. I asked you guys to send in a bunch of questions and you guys have gone ham. I don't even know where to begin. But before I do, we'll do the mantra of the week. I am actually unsure if we've used this one already. I think I've referenced it before, but I don't think we've used it as a mantra. And it is from the iconic, legendary Harry Styles. I heard him say it in a TikTok And he said, um, be sure to fill up your own cup and let everyone else fall in love with the overflow. That's so relevant right now because I am extremely burnt out. I have been nonstop, which I feel like I'm always saying. um, And, you know, it's my own fault. But I've just had some friends in town visiting and I've recently just gotten back from LA and I'm like just started getting to routine. And now I've got like all of these friends visiting and I'm kind of playing London tour guide and it's pretty exhausting (laughs) and I haven't even had a second to just like my room is a mess my which affects my mental clarity because like I feel like I can't sleep well because it's just like the ground it's it's like playing that game what's that game called the floor is lava except the floor is just closed. So I have to like jump over everything because I've got like sunglasses and jewelry on the, oh, anyway. So I'm a hot mess as usual. And I just thought that was a nice reminder to fill up your own cup so that everyone else can fall in love with the uh, overflow because my cup is definitely empty right now. And when my cup's empty, I'm just not able to show up how I would want to for people. And then that frustrates, frustrates me more. Um, So yeah, anyway, that's that. (laughs) Um, But let's get into the questions because there are so many here and I want to get through as many as possible. Let's start with, let's just go straight into a relationship one because that's what I'm best at. And this one is, I got broken up with and it was like speaking to a different person. It was horrible. Any advice? So I've experienced this a lot and I like to call it, they flip the switch. I like to call it the Damon Salvatore which if you've watched Vampire Diaries, like the vampires can flip a switch and like flip their emotions off. And I feel like men are already not as emotionally vulnerable as women, but then when they go through pain or hurt or anything, you know, involved with (laughs) emotions, I feel like they do flip a switch and they can just disassociate um, or 
just avoid. And when you're in avoidance and disassociation mode, I feel like you can be quite numb. So therefore I feel like you can feel like you're talking to another person. They, you feel like they don't care. You feel like this whole relationship's been a lie. Uh, you just feel so confused. There's so many emotions that are going on in that situation. And I think the best advice I can give is just give it a bit of time, maybe give it a few days, let the emotions process. Like I think there's like a scientific fact out there that it takes at least 20 minutes for your nervous system to calm down when you're in a fight. So for me, like if I am having a bit of conflict with someone, especially my partner and things are quite heated and you feel like it's to that point where they've shut off or you've shut off, I think just creating a bit of space between the situation can really help and yeah, just allow that emotion to process and give a bit of clarity and come back to yourself because sometimes you can just be seeing red and that's probably what you're experiencing right now. Um, but also they could have just flipped a switch and maybe they've just gone, no, nah, I've checked out of this. Like they've emotionally checked out and you might've lost them for good, but hopefully just give it a bit of space. And at the end of the day, um, I'm sure it will all work out. Okay, the next one is, we'll continue with some relationship stuff. Do you consider reacting to other girls' stories with love heart eyes as cheating? So just to make that clear, if a boy is reacting to a girl's story with love heart eyes and he's in a relationship, do I classify that as cheating? I think yes to some degree. Like I think that's disloyal um, and I personally wouldn't tolerate that. I think there's no need to be doing that if you're in a relationship. So I guess personal preference as well. Someone might be okay with that and that's fine. Um, but if you're personally not okay with that, I think you need to set a boundary in place and voice those feelings because you have every right to in that situation. And I'm sure that there's things that they're going to be uncomfortable with. So yeah, relationship is about finding out each other's boundaries and seeing what works best for you. Someone's asked, I feel like there's a lot of curiosity around the dating app Raya or Raya, however you say it. Um, someone's gone, how does Raya work? Have you been on any dates with celebs? Um, so Raya or Raya, I don't actually know the correct way to say it, but it is a dating app for the creative entertainment industry, I guess. And um, you have to kind of be referred and be accepted. It's honestly a little bit, it's pretty douchey to be honest, but um, you know, it's fun to see who's on there. And I personally just use it to meet new people that are in the industry because I am in the creative industry. So it's just nice to meet new people when I'm in a new city. Um, I personally haven't started dating anyone properly from it. I've only been on one date and you guys, <laughs> we revealed who it was. So um, Creed and I are friends now and, you know, I think we'll probably be friends for a really long time. So thanks to the app for that. But yeah, that's just, it just works like a normal dating app. You either, it's not so much swipe left. It's kind of got like a love heart emoji and then a cross emoji. So it's just like you either heart it or X them and then they can message you or you can message them and their profile has just like a little slideshow of photos and if you scroll down there's a few things that you can read about them if they have that in there and I mean I've never been on any other dating app so I have nothing to really compare it to but I assume they're all the same but have I been on any dates with celebs no have I matched with some yes has much come from it no <laughs> someone's asked I'm sure a lot of you know I'm approaching the end of my 
20s. Um, so I have a lot of advice for my 20s. There's things that I would probably do differently or just like things that I would maybe, I don't know, I don't really have any regrets, but I definitely think like having the knowledge I have now and going back, like I could do some things a bit better, make some better choices, but, you know, this is my path. I can't change it. Um, but someone's asked, when you were in your 20s, how did you stay present and not worry about what you could be doing? And lucky for me, I never struggled not being present when I was in my early 20s, at least anyway, because I think I was just enjoying life at the time. Like I didn't really have many responsibilities. I think uh, I wasn't doing the job I was in now. So it was a lot less hustle and stressful. I was just kind of working in retail and I my life just revolved around my weekends and my friends. So it was a lot easier to just like cruise through life and not have any worries. But in saying that, I do kind of wish I worked towards my career a bit earlier on because I feel like I could be a lot further than I am now if I just made some different choices. But I don't know. I'm always tossing between this because I live such a carefree, like really chill, cruisy early 20s. So I don't think I would want to change that. I don't think I'd want to be stressed that young. Staying present is about awareness. So I think it's just like being aware of where your thoughts are going and how you're feeling. For me, like even before I was like sitting on the train, starting, my mind was going crazy. And I was like, why are you worrying about all this right now? Like you just need to bring yourself back to the present moment. You're on a train. You can't do anything about all of these things I'm worrying about which is then causing the present moment to be stressful for me, which is just unnecessary. So I think it's like catching your thoughts and just trying to enjoy where you're at because you're on your own path and everyone's paths are different. And the moment you start comparing or the moment you start regretting or stressing, it's just kind of unproductive and pointless in my opinion. James has just asked, how do I feel about turning 30? I'm like weirdly excited because I feel like I'm kind of ready to just, I don't want to put my youth behind me, but I am ready to step into a more like slower, things that I know are going to mean more to me, which, you know, you get older and you're like, it's the little things. And I think my 20s, I've been like, chasing the thrills and chasing the highs and like trying to cram in as much like I want to experience as much as possible kind of thing which I still will be like that because that's just me but I think my 30s is going to be about like finding the right partner for myself uh really I feel like my 30s is weirdly going to be for myself you know how they say that's what your 20s are for my 20s I spent in relationships and I don't regret it but I think my 30s is going to be more about like refining my circle, refining, like really focusing on who I'm spending my energy with and um, just, yeah, filling up my own cup because I haven't done that properly for a long time. So I'm excited. I'm trying to not focus on the fact that I'm not in my 20s anymore because that's so weird. For the past 10 years, I've said I'm 20 something. So getting used to saying 30. But to be fair, I've been saying I'm almost 30 for a while because I'm just like mentally preparing myself. <laughs> that's how I feel. I think you just like every, my mom says she's like 55 and she's like, I still feel 23. So I'm like, it's just, it's just a number. Age is just a number. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How do you find slash maintain supportive friendships? This is something that's super important to me. So I think like where you... What you water grows, I think that's the saying. And I've always made sure that friendships are such a priority. Even when I've been in relationships, I've always kept my friendships at the top list of my priorities of what I want to put my time into. And um, I think what I put into my friendships, it gets returned. And I think like what you put out, you attract. So um, I'm just super lucky that I've attracted such amazing friends into my life who are so supportive and are my biggest cheerleaders and just love me unconditionally. And I've had all my best friends by my side for, I mean, Brandon's been by my side for almost 20 years, which is crazy. And then the rest have been between five to 10 years. So I think what people don't realize is friendships also do take a lot of work. It's the same as relationships and like you are going to come to some crossroads in the friendships where you've got to have uncomfortable conversations and you've got to set boundaries and you've got to voice your feelings and it's not going to feel nice at the time but afterwards you feel such a weight lifted off you and I say it with all of my friends. We're like, oh, my God, we should have had this conversation earlier because at the end of the day like you – want to show up the best you can for your friend and I'm sure they feel the same. So if there's something that your friend's doing that's upsetting you or bothering you, like I'm sure they're going to want to fix it because they love you and they care about you and they want you to feel loved and seen and heard and feel good. So I think what you probably, for me, was like differentiating social friend to like genuine proper friend and I think I have – so many social friends, but I really learned quickly that I don't, you can't trust everyone. You can't rely on everyone. Like you really have to be like, okay, they're just for my fun friend to go out with and create great memories with, or maybe they're great for traveling or maybe they're great for uh, whatever reason it is. But then you do only, and like you should only have a very small handful of friends that you should probably only be able to count on one hand that you can really trust and rely on and that you know are going to be there for you. So um, for me, it was just, yeah, figuring out who was in that category and who was in the other category. And even within my friends who I can count on five fingers who are like my best, best friends, I think even with them, I've come to realise that they also – like I have a fr- different friendship with each and every one of them. So, you know, Karts and I, we we travel great together. We live great together. We work together. Like we, there's, I know how, what works well for us and what I get from her in the, fr- in our friendship. And then I have Isabel, who's 
super nurturing and just this like beautiful like mum energy like you just sit there and you can just cry to her and she'll just look at you the whole time and listen and give you her undivided attention and you know that's that's Izzy's strengths and then my friendship with Em is very like we love adventure and we love doing like really wholesome things and she's just so Em's so carefree but happy and um, grounding and then Brandon is the person who literally like I'll just call him no matter what mood I'm in like he'll just he's been there through me through every phase of my life and every relationship and he's just like unconditionally loved me and supported me and he's just there to call me out and to you know pick up the pieces and he's like a a brother to me so you know I have I know what my strengths are with my different friendships, if that makes sense. And I know like what I bring to the table for each of my friends and I know what they bring to the table for me. Do you ever properly get over an ex? And if so, how do you? I mean, I've had I've had five relationships now, so I've definitely gotten over an ex. <laughs> Otherwise that would be concerning if I hadn't. But um, I think I think what I've realized is that you're always going to have like a special spot for that person, like some sort of love and care factor for them. Do I want to be with them anymore? No. (laughs) Um, Do I see them in a different light? Probably. But, you know, I've, they served a purpose in my life. They came into my life for a reason. I learned so much from that, from all of the relationships. And I think at the end of the day, yeah, I don't think you're ever going to look at them and not have love and care for them. I mean, obviously, if someone's really, really hurt you or, you know, it's been abusive or anything like that, then sure. But yeah, I think if you've ended on a pretty decent term, even people who have like cheated, like, I mean, most of my boyfriends have cheated on me to be fair, but I still like don't look at them and hate them. I'm just like, you were just in a place in your life where you couldn't show up the best version of yourself for me and that's fine. So I don't know, I'm friends with a few of my exes still to a certain degree. Like I don't chat to them often or anything like that. But if I was to run in to them, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And I want the best for them. So yeah, I don't know. I think... There's definitely probably always going to be one person. Like I feel like everyone has like one really big love or like one really deep love. And I think that one's probably the hardest to get over. And that's why I'm still single. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I think it's for everyone could probably answer that slightly differently um, depending on their own experiences. How would you spend your ideal Sunday Oh, I think about this all the time because I had such an ideal Sunday routine back in Australia and it was the cutest, cutest day. So I would wake up with Wolfie, of course, and I would take him for a little walk along the beach. Hopefully it was sunny. And then I would go to the Sunday markets at Hota, which is home of the Art Centre at Bundle. If you live on the Gold Coast, you should go. It's such a vibe. We would go um, with my family and usually at least one or two of my friends would come along like it'd be the Cardia or Tay or whoever was with me and um, also Max. We would just have a whole crew and my sister's boyfriend would come and there'd be just a, a group of us that would just be roaming the markets, buying our organic produce and eating these yummy wraps from the food stores. They were like a healthy like buckwheat breakfast wrap and they were so good and then I'd get my matcha from the matcha stall and we'd just sit in the park and eat and watch and they'd always have like live music playing and that was like the most ideal Sunday morning to me and then after that I would probably go home 
and chill out for a bit and then I would go to rickshaws um, for sunset for a little vino with the crew and that that would honestly be and I'd end it with a bug roll and some oysters and it was stunning and wolfy cuddles oh that is my perfect Sunday and I used to have it every Sunday and now I miss it thinking about it someone's asked advice for being friends with different people who don't necessarily get along love you love you too um I have had that issue before where some of my friends didn't you know get along for a second there and it is very hard to navigate I think I just kind of created space between that and separated it and I just didn't really put those people in group settings. They wouldn't hang out without me, if that makes sense. So it was like it was like one of my good friends and another one of my good friends and it was just like a bit of a – there wasn't necessarily any problem. It was just like a bit of weird vibes and, yeah, I, I think I'm someone who wants everyone to get along. I'm like rainbows and butterflies and everyone's all friends. But sometimes that's really not realistic and that is okay. Yeah, I think everyone everyone's an adult. They can work it out for themselves. Like I think when it's nothing that's really happened or if even if it's something that has happened and you're not directly involved, like I think for me I'm always trying to smooth out situations. So I didn't really get involved in such, but I would always just like smooth it over the best I can on my end. And eventually as time passed, everything was all fine. So it just depends on the context of the situation. But I think for other people that it happened to as well, I think just having to just hang out with them separately, to be honest, and that's the best kind of option. Or you do throw them in a room together and they just have to work it out because for birthdays and stuff, like they obviously you want to have all of them there. So I think it's about having that conversation with your friends and being like, it would mean a lot to me if you could put your feelings aside and just get along because you mean a lot to me and they mean a lot to me. And yeah, if if you kind of love and care for someone, you're going to just put your feelings aside to get along with that other person if that's what your friend wants kind of thing. I don't know. It's hard to answer questions like this when I don't know the context. So I hope that is decent advice. Someone's asked biggest change between you at 20 and now. The thing I will openly admit to is I'm like a pretty naive person. I think especially in my when I was 20, I was like very, very naive. I just feel like I'm such a like la da 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 like I'll just like cruise through life and stuff and I think I was very naive to people taking advantage of me and people I would honestly just say I'm I know myself more now and I I still am a people pleaser but I feel like I've learned to kind of yeah set boundaries while still remaining true to myself which you know people pleasing does make me happy I don't know it's hard to it's hard to say, but that would probably be the biggest thing because I'm still, I still feel the same as I do when I was 20. Like I'm still like super bubbly and like the same person in that sense. I would just say that, yeah, know how to set boundaries a bit better. And I have a little bit more knowledge on dealing with people. And um, James has just asked me, what do I hope for when I'm 60? That is a long time away. 60, 60. I mean, I hope I'm starting my morning with a almond croissant and fucking coffee every day or like some sort of just yummy and I hope I have someone to grow old with I hope that I have I'm able to retire or have retired by that age and that I've financially set up myself up and my family up I just hope that I can be involved in being around the family as much as possible like I know for mum right now she works so much so I know that she's 
like I just she's like I want to make sure that I'm financially set up so that when you girls have grandchildren like I can just be involved so I think that's what I would probably want as well to just be able to be really involved with the kids and grandkids and honestly just just chill I feel like my whole life I've been go 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 so I can't wait to just like slow down at that age and just like sit in it and be like I am embracing the slow life but I also always want to stay curious and I always want to still fulfill that adventure side so like cruise ships maybe (laughs) you know cruises are fun you know just being able to still somewhat like get out and still do things I definitely want to keep like health and fitness at the top of my priorities at that age. Like I always want to, I want to be like a fit grandma, you know, <laughs> like, you know, when you see like a grandma, like power walking and just like, holy shit, she looked good for her age. I want that to be me, but also indulging in the almond croissants every day. Someone's gone biggest fuck it moment and also lowest point and why. Okay. Before I answer this question, I just want to give a trigger warning to self-harm this story does involve self-harm and the use of chemist drugs and if you don't want to hear it please skip to the end of the episode but if you do listen please never try this at home or anywhere so I've spoken about my biggest fuck it moment which was um when I quit my nine-to-five job and decided to pursue social media this was in like 2016 I think I would say that was my biggest fuck it moment because I had no savings no I had no idea what I was doing and I just kind of took a chance and it paid off and I'm glad I did that because I didn't have I didn't really have like the backbone to to think of doing that myself but Karts was the one that was like what the fuck are you doing why are you in a nine-to-five job like you want to be doing this 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 like you're just settling and I was I got comfortable I made excuses I was like well I have bills to pay I can't just quit my job and she's like you're going to make more money than you're making now. Trust me, like blah, 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 blah. So yeah, th- I've gone into that before in season one in one of the first episodes, but that was my biggest fuck it moment. I think my recent most fuck it moment was moving here because before I moved here, I knew moving overseas was kind of a big deal, but it just kind of felt like I was going on like a really long holiday because I do travel a lot. So I felt like, oh, I'm just going to London for like, you know, a longer period. But now that I'm here and, you know, it, it, when it finally settled in, that's when I was like, holy shit, this is kind of a big deal. Like I'm on the other side of the world. I don't get to see my family. I don't get to, you know, see my dog and all the things that I'm familiar with, like have been ripped on from underneath my feet. So yeah, starting in a new place, which we've spoken about a lot is it's a big deal. And I don't think people realize until they do it. So that's definitely my two fuck it moments. But Also, honestly, another fuck it moment was, I guess, ending my last relationship. Like that was kind of something that we both were trying to hold on to for so long. And I think finally going like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to accept that this isn't my person, which for almost five years I thought was, was kind of felt like it will, I mean, it is a big deal, but it also, yeah, felt like the end of the world. So that was like a moment where I just had to kind of surrender and like let go and accept. But The lowest point and why would be the first one that came to mind was when I was, I think I was 18 years old and I was in a pretty toxic relationship and nothing new. (laughs) And, um, I, my, my boyfriend at the time was, you know, I think he, I just found out he was cheating on me or something like that. And I went home and I obviously highly recommend never doing this. Um, I was so 
in such a bad mental state and I'm not a naturally depressed person at all. I went home and I took like eight Panadols because I just wanted to like, I didn't want to kill myself or anything. I think I just thought if I take a lot of Panadol, it's going to like numb me, <laughs> numb the pain <laughs> and like put me to sleep. Um, I'm not laughing at the fact that I took lots of Panadol, by the way. I'm laughing at my my thought process. And, you know, obviously it was very serious. So, you know, I'm texting my my nurse friend at the time. She's at uni doing nursing. And I said, hi, like, is it bad that I've just taken eight Panadol? She was like, um, yes, you need to go to hospital immediately. You could damage your liver. And I was like, oh, shit. Then I started to panic and I'm like, what have I done? And I've gone into my mum's room and, you know, I've said to her, like, I've taken lots of Panadol. Like, I think you need to take me to the hospital. And, um, yeah, basically I went to the hospital. My boyfriend at the time ended up coming as well, which my mum was kind of like, why are you here? Go away. Like, you're the reason my daughter's <laughs> overdosing on Panadol. Um, well, not overdosing, but you know what I mean. Um, anyway, I, I ended up being okay, obviously, but then I stupidly, and oh, I'm so angry at myself for this. My mom was like, okay, time to come home. And I think you need to rethink your relationship. And I was like, no, I'm going home with my boyfriend. She's like, I remember seeing the pain in her eyes, looking at me like, I've just spent hours in hospital with you. You've just scared me with taking all of this Panadol and I've turned around and gone, I was just in such a low point. I was in such a low point of having such low self-esteem, low self-respect, low self-worth that I was so desperate to hold on to this, what I thought was love that, yeah, I just, I, I then, I, I remember my mum crying, going, please come home. And I said, no. And I went home with my boyfriend at the time and his friend. And I remember saying to my mum, like, I'm going to move out with him and, Oh, it was just a bad, bad place in my life. So yeah, that that's probably my lowest point of my life. And I think I could never, ever be back in that point again. But yeah, I think, it's, I don't know, I've never, ever told that story before. So uh, if you ever are in that position, um, try and not do what I did. <laughs> and I don't know, I think if I could go back, I would definitely want to, I would have more self-worth and self-respect for myself and not just place everything into the hands of someone who was not respecting me and treating me well. So yeah, that's a very extreme low point to end on, but um, I'm going to wrap the podcast up here. I hope you guys got a little bit of wisdom and <laughs> took something away from, I feel like these were, I was all over the place with it, but I am all over the place today. And there's so many questions. I honestly didn't know how to filter through them, but Anyways, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see you next week with Cots. Okay, bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.